to beyoungministry.com to another blog and to another podcast. Welcome to those who access the podcast through Apple Podcasts, YouTube, Rumble, and Spotify. Today we continue in our study of the book of Genesis. We're in chapter 27, verses 5 through 13, which reads, Now Rebekah was listening when Isaac spoke to Esau, his son. And Esau went to the field to hunt game and to bring it. So Rebekah spoke to Jacob, her son, saying, Indeed, I heard your father speak to Esau, your brother, saying, Bring me game and make savory food for me, that I may eat it and bless you in the presence of the Lord before my death. Now therefore, my son, obey my voice according to what I command you. Go now to the flock and bring me from there two choice kids of the goats, and I will make savory food from them for your father, such as he loves. Then you shall take it to your father, that he may eat it, and that he may bless you before his death. And Jacob said to Rebekah his mother, Look, Esau my brother is a hairy man, and I am a smooth-skinned man. Perhaps my father will fill me, and I shall seem to be a deceiver to him, and I shall bring a curse on myself and not a blessing. But his mother said to him, Let your curse be on me, my son. Only obey my voice and go, get them for me. That's Genesis chapter 27, verses 5 through 13. Today we continue our study in Genesis chapter 27. When Moses wrote this narrative, he highlighted not only the good qualities of Isaac and his family, but also their faults and their failings. This is not typically how histories are written. Normally, histories are written in such a way that everything good is shown. Clearly, the objective of the book of Genesis was to make it clear that these were people just like you and me. They were people who struggled to walk by faith in the God of the Bible. People who were flawed and prone to failure. This is good because until we see that our way will never produce the wise results that we really want, we will not turn to the Lord to be our Savior and Lord. In verses 6 and 7 of today's passage, we read, So Rebekah spoke to Jacob, her son, saying, Indeed, I heard your father speak to Esau, your brother, saying, Bring me game and make savory food for me, that I may eat it and bless you in the presence of the Lord before my death. Earlier, when Isaac spoke with Esau alone in his tent, Rebekah was eavesdropping, even though she was not invited. In verse 4, we read, Isaac said to Esau, Make me savory food such as I love and bring it to me that I may eat, that my soul may bless you before I die. But here we read Rebekah quoting Isaac, Bring me game and make savory food for me that I may eat it and bless you in the presence of the Lord before my death. The words before my death are different than the words before I die. Even in the Hebrew, 
When Isaac spoke to Esau, he used the word before as in time. But when Rebekah used it, she used it to mean before as in the presence of something. When she used it, she literally meant in the face of. She also said in the presence of the Lord rather than my soul may bless you. Rebecca here through her words was operating out of her faith in the messianic blessing that she knew belonged to Jacob because the Lord had told her earlier in Genesis 25 and 23 that he would be the son of promise. Much like others of faith in the Bible, like Rahab the harlot, Rebekah was acting on her faith in the promise of God, even though she was quite deceptive. In verses 8 through 10 of today's passage, we read, Now therefore, my son, obey my voice according to what I command you. Go now to the flock and bring me from there two choice kids of the goats, and I will make savory food from them for your father, such as he loves. Then you shall take it to your father, that he may eat it, and that he may bless you before his death. Rebekah knew exactly what her husband wanted, so she had Jacob gather two kid goats. The kid goat was three to five months of age. These goats were chosen because of their taste. Rebekah chose two of them so that she could cut out the choicest pieces from both to make the whole meal appear like it was from one deer, which is what Isaac thought he got. Throughout the Bible, the number two signifies enmity. There are two testaments, one based on the law and one on grace. One shows fallen man, the other man restored. There's day and there's night. There's Jesus and there's Barabbas. All of this underscores our need for a savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. In the end, the will of the Lord was accomplished, even though the deception of Rebekah was involved. God's will was fulfilled through fallen people. Jacob's son, Joseph, explains this immensely well in Genesis chapter 50 and verse 20, which reads, But as for you, you meant evil against me, but God meant it for good, in order to bring it about as it is this day, to save many people alive. In verses 11 and 12 of today's passage, we read, And Jacob said to Rebekah his mother, Look, Esau, my brother, is a hairy man, and I am a smooth-skinned man. Perhaps my father will feel me, and I shall seem to be a deceiver to him, and I shall bring a curse on myself and not a blessing. I find it rather instructive that similar to the way that Jacob took on the likeness of Esau, the Lord Jesus took on our likeness. He took on our sin and our curse so that we could be forgiven and made presentable before God the Father. The Son of God, the Lord Jesus Christ, became the perfect man in order to be the Savior of sinful man. In becoming man, the Lord Jesus did not forsake his divine nature as if that were an option. Rather, he became a man by taking on human nature 
in addition to his divine nature. It is essential to recognize that divinity and humanity are not mutually exclusive. The Son of God didn't have to pick between being God and being man. He could be both at the same time. The eternal Word became human so that He, the Holy God, could make atonement for our sin. In verse 13 of today's passage, we read, But his mother said to him, Let your curse be on me, my son. Only obey my voice and go. Get them for me. At this point, Rebecca was well over 100 years old, and she had known since her pregnancy that Jacob would be the son of the promise. She was so certain that what she was doing was in line with the will of God that she said to Jacob, let your curse be on me. The assurance of God's decree made Rebekah bold. Rebekah knew that Isaac was God's choice to receive the blessing. Also, since she knew that Esau had repeatedly shown the greatest contempt for the blessing, she knew it had to go to Jacob. Rebekah was therefore intent on preventing her husband from acting contrary to God's will. And history has clearly borne this out. Due to Rebekah's actions, her son of the promise was in the lineage of the son of the promise, the Lord Jesus Christ. It was he that allowed the curse of our sin to be laid upon himself. In Deuteronomy chapter 21, in verses 22 and 23, we read, If a man has committed a sin deserving of death, and he is put to death, and you hang him on a tree, his body shall not remain overnight on the tree, but you shall surely bury him that day, so that you do not defile the land which the Lord your God has given you as an inheritance. For he who is hanged is accursed of God. Even though the Lord Jesus never sinned, he took our curse upon himself. By doing this, he redeemed us from the curse of the law by becoming a curse for us. For it is written, Cursed is everyone who is hanged on a tree. My friends, I trust this blog and this podcast are helping you in your walk with the Lord. If I can be of further assistance to you, shoot me an email at beyoungministry at gmail.com. Hey, have a great day.